Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Welcome to International Christian Center in San Leandro, California. Here's today's message from Senior Pastor Stephen Sumner. Amen. And do you know that today is not just Pentecost Sunday, it's also a year of Jubilee. And you say, well, what are you talking about? Jubilee took place every 50th year. So, and Pentecost is the 50th day since we had Resurrection Sunday. And sometimes I can slap myself and kind of slap myself. How many of you guys like history? How many of you guys forget history, though? Okay. But the point that we celebrate is because, how many of you know, in, in the Bible, they had, they had memorial stones. They had feasts. They had memorials that they would set up through the year so that they could remember what God did for them. Because a lot of times we forget what the Lord has done for us. And so they would have feasts, annual feasts. There were several feasts, but there were three major ones. But at Jubilee, and you're going to like this, Linda and Jojo, you're going to like this. I told you I was preaching about both of you guys today. Because the word Jubilee, as we know, means freedom, but it actually is the Hebrew word I don't even, I'm not going to pronounce it. I'm not that good in Hebrew like Pastor Patrick, but I think it's, I don't know, just look it up. But it means ram's horn or trumpet. That's what the word jubilee means. And it's a 50-year, there were basically every seventh year, you would have to rest the land. You couldn't, on the seventh year of, of, in history, you had to rest, just like God commands us to honor the Sabbath and work for six days, but on the seventh day. So they, that, they equated that not just within days, but they equated it in years. So on the seventh year, you'd have to rest. But when you got seven times seven, so you say, what's the title of your message? I'm going to call this Seven Up Sunday. I don't know. How many of you guys like 7-Up? Come on, 7-Up preceded Sprite, okay? Before there was Sprite, there was 7-Up, I think. Is that right, Pastor Mike? But anyhow. And so, but on the 7th of 7, on the 49th, on the 50th year, it was the year of Jubilee. It was the year of freedom, okay? And so not only are we in the year of Jubilee, but this is also the day of Pentecost in the year of Jubilee. Okay, and so there are three things that you received at Jubilee. You received freedom from all of your debt. Come on, how many guys got some debt you need to be freed from? Come on, maybe some financial debt, maybe some emotional debt, some relational debt. Ooh, Pastor Mike, you gave me one. Come on, we got. Come on, how many guys got some people that are that owe you? You feel like they owe you? It could have been your ex boss. Your last job, last marriage, bank account, whatever it is. But you get free from debt. Whatever that is. Financial, that's good. Emotional, that's good. Relational, that's good. But it's a freedom. It's a year of freedom. Everyone say, and the theme for June is what? At ICC is freedom. Come on, that's our theme. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Second Chronicle, or Second Corinthians chapter 3, I believe it is. And not only that, but there was restoration. There was restoration. If you were a servant, you got relieved of your duty. You were 
restored back to your original state. So there was freedom, there was restoration, and there was also rest. You had to rest. And we sing about the presence of God, and you've heard me share this before, but in Exodus 33 it says, when, oh, I want to see the glory, see the glory. And the Lord promises Moses, says, my glory and my presence is going to go with you, and it's going to give you rest. How many of you guys need some rest from the stress of life? Come on, right? I'm looking at Sandra. Sandra, hi, Sandra. Yesterday we were here working with, with the boys. We got some new lights up there. We're going to change them all out. But where's Tanner and Jeremiah? And we were here. It was hot. We had the scaffolds, and I was yelling at them. And Sandra said, Pastor Steve, shh, calm down. Calm. Yes, Pastor Steve, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I get mad. I raise my voice. I need to be corrected. And so anyhow, Jeremiah Tanner, I love you, and young men, and, and young ladies. But anyhow, forgive me for yelling at you. I told you I'm going to pay you well, though. But, but that's no excuse to yell at you. So forgive me, Tanner, Jeremiah. I'm going to get on my knees, ask you to forgiveness. Okay. But anyhow, come on, how many of you guys get aggravated, right? You get stressed, right? I know no one here driving down 880 has any road rage. Someone told me the other day they did. I won't say their names, but... But he gives us rest, rest. And so that was part of the year of Jubilee is that you couldn't work the land. You, couldn't, you, had to, you had to rely on God. You had to rely on the Holy Spirit. You had to rely on the provision. How many of you guys like control? You like to keep control of your life. Don't raise your hand. No, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm all sorry, Edna. I'm not to bust you out. But it's okay. Come on, my hand is up too. Come on, we like to control things, right? We like to manipulate. We want to put things, right? I read that, and I was like, wow, that's scary. You can't do what you know how to do to make things happen. You have to sit there and rest and learn how to wait. Come on, how many of sometimes that for us and people that are task-orientated, maybe a type A personality we like to do? Come on, how many doers do we have? I'm a doer. That's Pastor Steve. I can do. I can do. That's, that's the Martha. That's right. Remember? In Luke chapter 10, Remember? How many, how many Marthas do we have? But it's okay. Come on. If, if we didn't have any Marthas, nothing would get done. No, that's not true. But what did Jesus tell Mary? He says, no, Martha, I didn't ask for the dinner right now. Just sit down and wait and listen. It says, Mary has chosen the better part, the better part. So priority is what is sitting and waiting and receiving and hearing and listening and then doing. Last week, I didn't get to preach this, but in, you can, if you're taking notes and you got your Bible, how many of you guys love your Bible? You love the Word of God? I believe it's in Leviticus. No, it's in Deuteronomy 29. In Deuteronomy 29, don't ask me for the verse because I'm not going to check my notes, but it's in there. Believe me. But the Lord spoke to the children of Israel and he says, I want He says, I wanted to give you a heart to understand. I wanted to give you eyes that see and ears that hear. But you weren't ready. You couldn't handle that. You wanted to stay in a religious atmosphere. You wanted to stay in servanthood. And so I, I couldn't give that to you. But really, that's what the Lord's intention was, that we would have hearts that love him. That our hearts are full of understanding that, come on, we serve God out of gladness, not out of drudgery and duty. But we serve him because our hearts uh, is love responding to love. 
And we have eyes that see, not just natural eyes, but we have eyes that see in the spirit. And we have ears that hear. So everybody, come on, touch your eyes. Even if you have glasses, touch your ears. Say, Lord, let me see. Let me, let me hear. Touch your heart. Say, Lord, give me a, a clean heart. Give me a heart of understanding. Now we're going to, that's my intro about Jubilee. So Jojo, keep playing that trumpet. Mama Dwayne and Linda, blow that shofar because that's what Jubilee is. And we are in the year, the natural year of Jubilee. But you know what? I just don't not like natural. I don't like theory. I don't like historical. I don't like theological. I want it to, and that's not that I don't like it, but I want it to come into my reality. Right? I don't want to read the Bible. I want the Bible to read me. Right? Or I want the Bible to be alive in me. And so we come into this day of Pentecost. What is Pentecost? Well, it's the 50th day since we celebrated resurrection. Well, guess what? We don't have ham today. No, no resurrection. We're going we're gonna to have fire today. And so after the service, the, we're going to pray for each one of you because Jesus said, actually, John the Baptist said in John 1, he says, there's someone that's coming after me that was preferred, preferred before me. He's the one that will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. How many of you guys like this nice hot day, 90 degrees weather? Well, if we got fire, you got heat, right? That's right. We could take it. Come on, look at your neighbor. Say, you could take the heat. If you can't take the heat, get out the kitchen is what they say, right? Well, you could take it. Otherwise, what? We're living in the smoke. And we don't want to live in the smoke. We want to live in the fire. Isn't that what Paul told the Galatians? He says, how are you when you began in the spirit, now are trying to perfect yourself in the flesh? I think it's Galatians chapter 5 or somewhere in Galatians. But he's talking about, come on, you and I receive God through faith and through the spirit of God. It was through faith. It was through the Holy Spirit that you received. And so now that we received by the Spirit, we have to continue in the Spirit. We can't work it out in the flesh. And so this day, this Pentecost, we get to have a fresh upper room experience. We're all going to go up to the balcony at the end of this service. And, no, I'm only, I'm only, but come on, but look at your neighbor and say, go higher. Go higher. Tell them, get hotter. Come on, fan into flame. Isn't that what Paul told Timothy? He says, Timothy, I want to remind you of who you are. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I want to remind you. Grab him by the neck or the shirt, shake him and say, I want to remind you of who you are. I want to remind you of the prophecies that went on over your life. The faith that's in you that was passed on to you from your grandmother and your mother that's been passed down from generation because it's says that God hasn't given you a spirit of what? Timidity or fear, but of love, of power, and a sound mind. How many of you guys need some, you need some love in your heart? Fresh love, godly love, I do. How many of you need some soundness in your thinking, your mind? I do. How many of you need some strength or power? I do. We need that. This leads me to the verse of the day, and it's actually on your Bible app, John 14. Jesus, as he was at the Last Supper, heading to the cross, and he tells his disciples, we're in John 14, verse 25. He says, 
This is Jesus talking, John 14, 25. He says, I've told you these things while I am still with you. But the helper or the comforter or the advocate or the intercessor or counselor or strengthener or standby. That's, that's the amplified version. If you're wondering where it is, I'm, I'm not just making up those words and my memory's not that good. That's the amplified version of the Bible. Okay, I'll read it again. Okay, yours may just say the helper. Okay, but the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby, who is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. Lord, we want to be doers of your word, Jesus. We want to be like you. John 8, Jesus tells the believers, he says, If you abide in my word and I abide in you, then he says, then you will be free. John chapter 8 says, for who the son sets free or makes free is free indeed. So freedom comes from Jesus. Jesus in his word, Jesus in his spirit, Jesus in the manifestation of his personhood through people. Jesus through you. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, Jesus through you. Because you're the Jesus with flesh and blood. What does it say? It says, we are the epistles that are read of all men. So this thing about strength, the comforter, John 14. So it, it kind of refers, you think about the sending of the Holy Spirit, this word comfort. It's not just to make us feel good, but it's really to make us strong. I heard someone break down comfort. He said it's actually from the word, not just the Greek, but it comes from the Latin, means cum forte, whom the, from whom the one that strength derives. We always think of comforter as, oh, just make me feel good and counsel me and get me out of my trouble. But cum forte means the one in whom strength comes. How many of you guys need some strength? Come on, you need some strength in your physical bodies. Touch Pastor Mike right now in his physical body. Touch our physical bodies, those that are believing for healing. Touch Ralph's shoulder, Lord. Touch Janice, oh God. Touch those. Touch everyone in here, Lord, that needs strength in the physical body. But he also strengthens our soul, our minds, our will, our emotions, and he strengthens our spirit. Isn't that what Paul said? What I want to remind you that you're... To be strong in the inner man. To be strong on the inside, not just on the outside. Come on, to be strengthened in the inner man, on the inner man, the the man of the spirit. And so we see that Jesus tells his disciple, we know that he gets crucified. He goes to the cross. He dies. He's buried for three days. On the third day, he's resurrected. For the next seven days, he, he hangs out. Actually, 43 days he hangs out. Yes, he does. I'm trying to check my math in my head. But we know this if you read Acts chapter 1. But if you look at this day of Pentecost where there was a transfer of the Spirit of God, let's take it back to the Old Testament. Let's look at the life of Moses. And then we'll come back. So turn with me in your Bible to the book of Numbers chapter 11. Because we're going to see this, what happened at Pentecost. 
Jesus says, it's better for me to go away, guys. It's better for me to go because if I don't go, then guess what? The helper, the Holy Spirit that everyone needs, all of humanity is not going to come. And they were worried about just keeping Jesus to themselves. And they were afraid. And Jesus was like, no, 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 no. It's better because the Holy Spirit is for all. It's for all of humanity. And so we see Moses here. If you look at the life of Moses, his life, we knew that Moses couldn't speak too well. He had a low self-image. He didn't think he was prepared, right? All these excuses. Have you ever heard those voices, right? I can't do it. I can't do it. But isn't that what he told Moses? I told the Lord, I can't, I can't. And so, but we see that everything that Moses wrought was wrought by our, our performed by the Holy Spirit of God. It was by God using him. And so let's pick it up in verse 16 of chapter 11 of Numbers. We are in Numbers chapter 11, verse 16. Let's back up. I know no one in here has an issue being thankful or complaining or forgetting. Let's start in verse 10. Then Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, everyone at the door of his tent, and the anger of the Lord was greatly aroused. Moses also was upset or displeased. So Moses said, to the Lord. Have you ever talked to the Lord? I know you have. Why have you afflicted your servant? Why have I not found favor in your sight? Come on, this is Moses talking now. This is after the miracles. And you have laid the burden of all these knucklehead people on me. No, that's Pastor Steve's version. Then he asked him a question. He says, God, did I conceive all these people? Did I birth them and beget them that you should Say to me, carry them on your bosom as the guardian carries a nursing child to the land which you swore to their fathers. So Moses and God are having a little intense fellowship. They're having an honest conversation here. Verse 13, where am I to get food or meat to give all these people? For they weep all over me saying, give us meat that we may eat. I'm not able to bear all these people alone because the burden is too heavy for me. If you treat me like this, please kill me here right now. Now, there's another passage where, where Moses is interceding for the people. But come on, how many of you guys ever have a moment in your, right, come on, in reality, right? Come on, how many of you guys have a moment? You're, you're in the glory, you're anointed, you're full of faith. But then on Tuesday morning, you're in the valley. Like, Lord, where were you? What happened to that fast, right? So he says, Lord, kill me right here, right now. I know no one here. Don't pray that. Don't pray that prayer. Look at you and say, don't say that. If I found favor in your sight and do not let me see my wretchedness. So let's keep going. We'll pick it up. So the Lord said to Moses, verse 16, gather to me 70 men of the elders of Israel to whom you now, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officials over there. Bring them to the tabernacle of meeting and they may stand there with you. Then I will come down and talk with you there. I will take of the spirit that is upon you and will put the same spirit upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you that you may not bear it yourself alone. 
Then you will say to the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow you will eat meat, for you have wept in the hearing of the Lord, saying, who will give us meat? Let's just stop right there. If you keep reading, everyone look at your neighbor and say, you better watch what you pray for. Because the Lord will give you what you want, but what you want may not be what you need. Because in this passage, he gives them all the food, all the in and out they can possibly eat. But it said it also produced leanness in their soul or weakness. Because they were so consumed with the natural rather than the spirit. But we see here there was a transfer of the anointing. There was a transfer of the spirit of God by Moses onto the people. And that's exactly what Jesus did with the Holy Spirit. There was an anointing, a release of the presence of God in this situation. Moses is the mediator of the old covenant Jesus is the mediator of the new. That's the correlation just between the old and the new about Pentecost. And so here, God's wonderful people. Come on, doesn't God have some wonderful people? I'm his wonderful child. How many of you guys have wonderful children? You love them, but they just sometimes are really wonderful. And you just are amazed. Like, you look at your spouse or, where did this child come from? Where, where did this child come from? They, I know they're not my, that's not my genes that are doing this, but come on. But the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, right? Let's pick it up in 24. And the Lord said to Moses, has the Lord's arm been shortened? Now you see whether what I say will happen to you or not. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord, and he gathered the 70 men of the elders and placed them around the tabernacle. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to them and took of the spirit that was upon him and placed that same upon the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied, although they never did so again. They prophesied. They prophesied. What is prophecy? Come on, prophecy. I appreciate the spirit of prophecy that we have. Because prophecy is mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Paul says prophecy is given for what? Edification, exhortation, and comfort. That's why we prophesy. We prophesy to edify, to exhort, and to comfort. Edify is to build up, exhort is to stir up, and to comfort is to cheer up, okay? So guess what we're going to do today? All of you are going to prophesy today. Prophecy, sometimes we think of prophecy, oh, it's just some mystical thing that we have to do, and it is a part of the anointing of God. Yes, there's different offices of the prophet. But prophecy is for us to what? To edify, to exhort, and to comfort one another. Edify is to what? Build up. Exhort is to stir up. How many of you guys like to bake? Come on. You got to build it up. You got to stir it up, right? And then also comfort is to cheer it up. If you're taking notes, I'll say it again. So you can get this. It's right in your Bible. 1 Corinthians 14. 3. Exhortation is given for edification, exhortation, and comfort. 
Okay? So we edify is to build each other up. We exhort to stir each other up. Come on, stir. You can make it. You can, you can do this. Stir yourself up. Stir up your faith. And then comfort is what? To cheer up. Come on, we need comfort. We need comfort, not just, not just of the Lord, but the comfort of one another. And so that's the, the spirit of prophecy. Now, look what happens in this story. I think this is so amazing. And why does prophecy relate to Pentecost? We'll get there. Just say, don't worry, hold on, we're going to get there. The word, will ex- the word reveals itself to us. Sometimes we think of prophecy, I mean, we think of Pentecost just speaking in tongues and making noise. Well, we're going to do more. We want a clear sound and the clarity and the fire of the Holy Spirit. And so look what happens. It says they prophesied, the spirit of prophecy. Someone look at your neighbor and say, stir yourself. Come on, prophesy. Speak well of yourself. You, come on, how many of you guys ever prophesied to yourself? I remember Pastor Portia tells the story. She had no one to pray for. She said she just laid hands on herself and just spoke. Come on, how many of you guys talk to yourself? You, yes, you do. Come on, prophesy to yourself if you have to. Come on, build yourself up. Stir yourself up. Cheer yourself up. Because guess what? Sometimes you may not have anyone to do it. Say, it starts with me. Come on, look at your neighbor. Take out your finger. Say, it starts with me. Don't point your finger at your neighbor. And so, verse 26, it says, But two men had remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad, and the name of the other was Medad. And the Spirit rested upon them. Now they were among those who listed, but who had not gone out to the tabernacle. Yet they prophesied in the camp. And the young man ran and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. So Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, one of his choice men answered and said, Moses, stop them. Forbid them. Tell them to stop. They're, They're out of order. You know, we need to do things decently in order. And Moses responds to Joshua, his right-hand man. And Moses says to him, are you zealous for my sake? Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets. And all, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon all of them. And Moses returned to the camp of the elders. It's self-explanatory. Come on, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of the prophet, the spirit of prophetic. It's for us what to speak. We were singing that song today. Through you, I can do anything. Through you, I can do all things. I believe, I believe. There's a verse in scripture, and forgive me for not knowing it, but I know Paul quotes it in the New Testament. It's from it says, I believed, therefore I spoke. Have you ever read that? In, in the book of Romans, I believe, but he's quoting the book of Psalms. He says, I believed, therefore, my mouth had to do something. I believed, and so I couldn't just stay quiet. I believed, therefore, I had to allow a praise or an utterance or a confession come out because belief just can't be a mental state. Belief has to cause us to go forth and to speak and to do. Psalm 116.10. Thank you, dear. Thank God for computers and gloss. That's right. Thank you. 
Look at champ. Say, speak up. Come on, say, don't be quiet. All right. How many guys like to talk? I'm not looking at anybody. Look, I know we all do. Come on. That's okay. So turn with me and then we'll wrap this up and we're going to have the intercessors come. Turn with me and say, well, Pastor Steve, what does prophecy have to do with Pentecost? Because at Pentecost, you had Peter who just, remember, Pentecost is 50 days. But just 50 days earlier, Peter denied Jesus three times. I don't know you. I don't know that Jesus. No, I don't know him. Right? And Jesus dies and goes to the cross. He raises from the dead. And what does he do? He goes, and we know this at the end of Luke, and he goes and he restores Peter. And one of my favorite verses, and I don't have it memorized, but it's my, one of my favorites. It's in, I think, Luke 24. It says, when Jesus came back to them after he rose, it says that he opened up the scriptures to them so that they could understand. Sometimes I just want to slap myself in the head and be like, dummy, don't you understand and read the book? Have you ever read the Bible? I'm like, oh, I can't understand. It's too much. Right? Then just say, Lord, help. Help me to understand. Help me the spirit of revelation and wisdom and knowledge come upon me. And so here's Peter at Pentecost. He goes, it's 43 days in Acts chapter 1. Now we're in Acts chapter 1. And Jesus tells him, he's 43 days, right? He dies. He goes into the ground three days. Then 40 days, Acts chapter 1, it says, Jesus hung out and showed himself alive to all the saints. And it says, many of the graves of the patriarchs were opened up and they hung out in Jerusalem. So now it's the 43rd day and Jesus goes and he ascends up into heaven. He ascends and he says, go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the father. He says, for then you're going to be, you're going to receive what power you're going to be strengthened on the inside. You're going to be strengthened and endued with an anointing of the spirit of God on the day of Pentecost. So here it is. It's on the day of Pentecost, and that was a feast. How many know that Pentecost was the 50th day? It was the 50th day, and here we are. We're on the 50th day of the 50th year. Come on, God has something really, really special for us today. And it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, for seven days they went to Jerusalem, because it says there, if you read the Bible, it says Jerusalem was about a seven-day walk from where Jesus ascended. So I believe they were just walking and praying, walking and praying. They got to Jerusalem seven days. I don't know if you've ever been hiking, backpacking, but that's a long walk, okay? But they were praying and they were walking. They get there. They're waiting. And it's 9 a.m. in the morning. And the Spirit of God comes, and we, we know this. And Peter raises up because people are like, these people are crazy. All, this, all these languages, there were 70 different languages, natural languages that were spoken. Rise up, Peter, who denied Jesus just 50 days earlier, rises up and he quotes the book of Joel. He says, these people aren't drunk. They haven't been drinking wine or whatever people drink. Hopefully not us. We drink the new wine, not the old wine. Come on, the new wine is better. Look at your name and say, the new wine is better. It doesn't cost you as much. It makes you feel better. It gives you joy. Come on. That old wine is, gives you a headache. It will. 
the cheap wine, I don't know, whatever it is, but the new wine. And what does he say? He quotes Joel chapter 2. He says, these people aren't drunk. He says, verse 28 of Joel chapter 2, he says, and it will come to pass afterwards. Say, everyone say afterwards is now. That I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And also on your men servants and on your maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. If we could just have David, if you can come back up and our intercessors can come. And we know from that moment, the early church was birthed. The church of the book of Acts was birthed in a powerful, powerful way. Now, Pentecost, because our church has its roots in Pentecost, then fast forwards almost 2,000 years. Now, there were movements of Pentecost. But you think about this in the early 1900s, an African-American man and other folks that broke down the racial barrier. And they were down, Smith Wiggle, different ones, but Seymour and different ones down in Southern California, Azusa Street. And they were fasting and praying. And the Lord restored that which the Bible had written. And since that time now, we... I'm not that old. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to get old. Uh, how many of you guys feel that way? Come on, I'm never going to get old. Come on, remember when you're like, oh, 70 is old. Then you get like in your 60s, you're like, man, I'm 60? I don't feel 60, right? Come on, right? You know what I'm talking about? That's okay. Our outward man may be getting weaker, but our inward man is getting stronger and stronger. And so it wasn't that long ago. The early 1900s wasn't that long 2,000 years is not that long compared to eternity. And so we see that the Lord allowed the truth of Scripture, the truth, the experience of His presence to be poured out upon people that were hungry and available. And they spoke with other tongues as the Lord gave them utterance. And there's the tongue of men, which is natural language. It could be uh, Mandarin, Cantonese, Spanish, that's the tongue of men, a natural, but it's also the tongue of angels. That's our prayer language. That's our glossolalia. That's our prayer language. And so today, if you want a touch from the Lord, whatever it is, a physical touch, a, a healing touch, you want to be filled with the Spirit in some kind, you just want to be refreshed. You want to be renewed in the presence of Jesus. Boys, can you go up there and grab the mic just to um, I'm going to have, I'm going to join the intercessors and we're just going to have a time of worship and impartation. I know we have a women's meeting, meeting after this. I know we have some other things to do, but if you need to go, you can go. Lord bless you. But if you want to stay and just receive and whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do, um, feel free. Remember last week I said, you're in daddy's house. You can kick your shoes off. You can run, dance, lay, cry, laugh leave, go, whatever. It's, it's okay. There's no, no pressure here in our church to do anything. But if you say, Pastor Steve, I need a fresh impartation 
of the Spirit of God. I need to stir up the gift of God. I need a a fresh anointing, a, a prophetic anointing, the spirit of prophecy. Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message from Senior Pastor Stephen Sumner. We invite you to join us at International Christian Center in San Leandro, California. If you'd like to learn more about our church or partner with us, please visit ICCEastBay.com. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.